Sentire Media. You are listening to the Latvola Marche Radio Network. Welcome. Thank you so much for downloading and joining us on our little podcast from Italy. Ciao, I'm Ashley. I'm Jason, and together we run and operate La Tavola Marche, a little agriturismo in the beautiful, sunny, warm uh, spring it, of Piovico Le Marche. It is a gorgeous day. It really feels like spring. It's got to be in the mid-70s. Jason's already been mowing a bunch, so the grass is nice, and all the little flowers are popping up, and the tulips are opening, and we're doing tons of projects outside. It feels good. It is. Today is Monday, the 15th of April. Happy Monday to everyone. We've gotten off. Woke up early this morning, getting ready. Uh, Before we start off today's podcast, though, we would like to talk... First of all, thank everyone, because I can't <laughs> believe how people actually listen to this podcast. I know. It's pretty incredible. And uh, because of you guys, it inspires us to continue to do this. And we wouldn't do it all the time if you didn't listen and feedback and um, really make it feel like we're talking as we sit on our porch looking over the empty chicken coop that will have chickens in it on Wednesday. I just can't believe that people actually listen to I know it's really cool and we've been getting a lot of emails and questions lately and um, I think we might do a Skype call with uh, some listeners from Seattle but they emailed us I'm just saying I actually digresses but uh, (laughs) um, we never we don't want to do advertising we don't want to do a uh, uh, have you listened to me drone on about subscribing to some website or going and getting your mail through doing it over the internet or anything like that because frankly I don't have the patience to do that, but all we ask from you is to tell a friend. If you really like the, you really dig the podcast, you really like what we're doing out here, and you know someone who's interested in going, coming to Italy, tell a friend and uh, turn someone on to listening to the podcast, and that's all the help we need. It would help. It would be absolutely wonderful if everyone told a friend. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. <laughs> all right, I'm done. All right. All right, start us off. What are we talking about today? Well, um, we were mentioning that uh, we're ha- we have awesome listeners. So when we recently got a question about that we talk about all the crazy things we do, and we run around, and um, it sounds like we're always super busy, but what do we do in our downtime? What are our hobbies? What do we like to do? So what do you like to do? Well, what, well can you define downtime? Like, for instance, today... Well, no let's one... call... Let's say... Let's start with winter, the big chunk of downtime. Uh, winter. We travel a lot during mm-hmm. our, during the beginning. Of, by November, I'm ready to get out of here. We've been at the house for six months straight without leaving. Exactly. We'll go on a road trip through Europe somewhere. Uh, yeah. Travel throughout Italy. Um, I love making sausages and salamis in the winter time because uh there's the time to do that uh we watch a lot of movies do you watch a lot of movies i would oh like super get into like series like the wire or something like that where we'll watch the whole thing (laughs) that is yeah um well i guess you could say one of my hobbies is moving wood around no that is not (laughs) enjoyable that's one of your duties (laughs) um we like to in the season well and we eat just a ton of food and you bake yeah, I worked on bread. I got into baking bread this this off season. I I would like to say I knit, but For I you, like to buy yarn. And <laughs> Ashley likes to buy all the stuff that goes along with knitting, proclaiming that she's going to knit. 
oh, hats and scarves uh, and sweaters. Quilts even. Like, she sent her poor sister, her poor sister, the the saddest, the saddest, worst, like mo- the roughest wool you can find scarf for her thirtieth birthday. <laughs> it was just well, and other things. No, that was like that was a long time ago. It wasn't her thirtieth birthday, but. Okay, it was not that cute, but I tried, and it was homemade, and I just oh, had to it, keep it, going it for was, it. It was homemade. And I love scarves and stuff, and I think it's always a good idea. Anyway, again, I'm digressing, but... <laughs> you write? That's one of your Yeah, hobbies. I write. Um, I do photography stuff, and we've been playing with videos this year. So, and then in the during the season, when we um, have guests, or like this, where we're kind of doing our work in preparing the house when we have a little downtime we'll um visit friends or festivals, festivals. that's we, what i was gonna we say did, when we first moved we did a lot more well we had a lot more time mm-hmm. so we went to a lot of the the sagras and the festivals going around sagras are feasts yeah feasts to do with food and they're just like um antique there's in antique fairs and, the, and markets and just well uh, last it's week so fun yeah we i guess we still do we went to one last or two weeks ago i know that we, we were went to the to one in umbria so we love to do those kind of things. Or for us, um, a day trip, we love to go to Fano, to the coast, and spend the day at the beach and have awesome gelato and just totally uh, get an umbrella and beds and be Italian at the beach for the day. <laughs> we get a lot of questions if we've ever returned to the States, and we really haven't. We no, had we a layover when we went mm-hmm. uh, on, a hol- on a vacation last year, but we really don't. There's so many places we haven't been to go back to the States is not something... Something that we're I'm interested in. We're about to go, hopefully, at the beginning of May, um, back up to Modena for more balsamic. Oh yeah, we'll have to do another another interview about the balsamic. And if you wonder what we're talking about, we you can ref, uh, refer back to a uh, road trip to Modena. I think. Uh huh. I don't know exactly. Yeah, what the best balsamic in the world. <laughs> what else are we talking about? Well, it's spring, and we've been doing a ton of foraging. Oh yeah, um, we were Radicchio was up about three weeks ago. We did the Radicchio. Uh, there's a couple of fields in the um, in the beginning of Candigliano that have beautiful big red bulbs of Radicchio, but purple. Per, I'm sorry, purpley. But right now the um, nettle is we're picking nettle and Grispino. Uh, well, why don't you go through the dandelion l- and uh, uh, poppy? And a type of poppy. Something called. Rabbit's ear or like a plantain kind of green. It's in, green. The, pl- in the family, yeah. Um, there's a ton out there. It's really fun. And since we're so behind on turning our garden because it's been so wet, it is like a heyday of like wild wow. edibles out there. It's great. Herbe spontane. <laughs> um, but they're really good. I thought they would be a lot more bitter. Um, I just didn't know the right one. I wasn't picking the correct ones. And there's some that are sweet and some that are bitter. And yeah. The one you just, like, we just did a ton, especially of Grispino. And that was really sweet. And what did you mix it with? Uh, just a little bit of Bietola. And you didn't even put lemon in it? No, it, it, I didn't. I thought it was going to be very bitter, but we blanched it, squeezed out the water, and sauteed it with garlic and olive oil. And I was going to put a squeeze of lemon in it, and I, I tasted it, and I was like, wow, this doesn't... It was so good. This is delicious. I'm done. I'm not putting any lemon. I'm not going to put a squeeze of lemon. So surprisingly wonderful because some of the things like there's this uh, fruit tree called nespole <laughs> it's starting to bloom it's right starting now. to bloom i'm looking at it and this is a fruit that you pick there's they're like these well, they look like a nut like a walnut no it's like a it's like a wild apple is it a wild apple yeah well, it's like a it's small a, wild apple because think about the bottom instead of like it puckering in the butt it kind of puckers out 
That's true. All right. I'll call it. Okay. Yeah, it's a wild apple. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. And they pick them all in their heart and you think, oh, okay. And you try to bite into them and they're super starchy and tart. And they're like, no, no, no. You lay them out to mature on a board until they get all mushy and mealy. It's disgusting. <laughs> That's not a good one. Gross. No. But, um... Yeah, it was great. So spring is on the way. I'm starting to see asparagus. Wild asparagus is in the hills. We don't Ooh, have... and you did a really good farro salad yesterday. Ooh, I did a wonderful farro salad with asparagus and toasted nuts and some rucola and a little bit of lemon juice and olive oil and a, and a shave of Parmesan. And that was that was pretty awesome. darn good. Well, talk about yesterday. What I was going to say, yesterday was our big uh, Thanksgiving lunch for Italians that requested it. Uh, normally, every uh, Thanksgiving, uh, every November, we do a proper American Thanksgiving to, you know, thank all of our um, neighbors and friends for all their help. And we've talked about it a million times on here. And <laughs> our commercialista, Fabio, was there. And he requested this lunch after showing his coworkers the video he made. And they all wanted to have the tacchino ripieno, the turkey stu- and stuffing. So Jason delivered, and well, well uh, an abridged Thanksgiving. Lunch. Yes, yes. Um, Pasta was still on the menu. Yeah, I still made a beautiful little um, spaghetti alla chitara with a really rich sugo. And, that was um, awesome. And the farro salad and some sliced prosciutto and and crostini for antipasti. But the first year we did the full on. Thanksgiving, where you do the green beans and you do the two types of potatoes. We even had gravy that year. We had gravy. We did um, the cranberries. We did um, the yams. Oh, that's what I was trying to think of. Um, you know, Thanksgiving, where mm-hmm. you, you put it all out on the table and you pile your plate high, and it is American Thanksgiving. And they and said, what do we do with all this food? Yeah, they freaked, they, they, they didn't know what to do. They, <laughs> the Italians aren't used to the piatto unico or the one plate. They like courses so Mm -hmm. when you have six or seven side dishes it's well there wasn't six maybe yeah maybe there was six side dishes it was too much so i've learned i've learned my lesson and still um, pace them out yeah so i just pacing in like the normal kind of little antipasti little uh pasta because it's sunday lunch and i would not have dares to have people over here and not have a plate of some kind of pasta uh, for my Sunday lunch, no way. But I make stuffing like I'm like it's Americans. Like oh my I god! The bird and made another. There was what twenty. You do cornbread, cornbread stuffing, stuffing. And sausage. And I'm like, oh yeah, you need a big pan on the side. This, what's in the bird is not enough. Well, Jason, kept, he was convinced this was not a big enough bird. It was sixteen pounds. Yeah, it was like seven point something kilo or si- about 16 pounds. And there was going to be like 25, 30 Italians. And he was just like, man, this is not enough meat. He kept pacing. He was like, I should make more I should stuffing. make another turkey. I should make another turkey. And it was like, no, this is something totally weird for them and special. They'll just have a little bit. They ended up eating the whole damn bird. But you were but saying. But that's not a huge, that's not no, a huge turkey. No, but you said if it was for Americans. Uh, <laughs> if I would have made two giant birds for 25 people, of course. Because we're American. We love. I mean, it's once a year, and we eat turkey and stuff. Oh, we go to town. Yeah, and we're about to tonight too. <laughs> we didn't have it for dinner because it's TKO. Yeah, it la- put yesterday you out. I did not want anything to do with turkey. No, or- classic. We didn't even have dinner. No, we fell asleep early. <laughs> and uh, lunch year, well, Sunday lunches especially are. It's an all day thing. So we, I was up at five and put the turkey in, and people started getting here around noon. And, um, you know, after lunch, people hang out, and it was a beautiful day, and the kids were playing soccer up on the grass, and everyone ended up 
staying till about six. So <laughs> it was a long day. It was a long Hello. day. Oh my gosh! But they, uh, what I love the most is how enthusiastic Italians are with food and the whole gathering. They all want to be so close and sit together. But then Turkey comes out, oohs and ahs, and all the cameras come out, and they're hoisting their kids up in the air to see it and bringing the small children up front. It's, it's a spectacolo. I love it. It was great. I love doing but it. But let's um, let's do a little backup and say what happened at about nine o'clock the night before. Oh, man. So I'm cleaning the kitchen. I did all my prep the night before, and I'm cleaning up the kitchen at night. And I, you know, spray down the stove and scrub it down. And I go take the knobs off the uh, stove and wash them. And I guess when I washed them, I didn't let the water drain out of You know how where the little knobby part goes? It could fill with water. Well, I guess I put it back on, and water dripped into the, the electrical spot. So about an hour later, we come back into into the kitchen, I don't know, to make a cup of tea or whatever. Yeah, just by chance. And I hear click, 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 click. And I'm like, what is that? It's the... Uh, ignition on the stove trying to start, but the knobs are off. And then like, <laughs> the whole kitchen goes dark. And my stomach drops. And, and I'm just like, like oh, oh no. Shit. It's like, all right. So I go over to the fuse box, flip the thing. Nope, it won't come back on. Something, some, it's shorted. And uh, I figure, well, I guess the stove is shorted. I go get the toolbox and take the oven out because you have to take the oven out to disconnect the power from the stove because it's behind and an hour later everything was sorted out but it's never a dull moment oh, when you have god. a when you have i mean thank just, god. all of a sudden you're thinking oh my god if this isn't fix it we have to take the turkey to carolyn our neighbor's house at i five, hope at five in the morning i hope her oven's big enough <laughs> she has a small oven what are we gonna do about the stove oh my god jason's like okay i've got a candy stove we'll light the fire we'll put stuff in the ashes around the fire you use the outdoor kitchen the oven it's like trying to think of all these things yeah it's not a big deal but i'm not but it's at 10 in the at 10 at night what if you walked in at five in the morning and i go to turn on the oven or i go to turn on the light and there's nothing (laughs) so thank goodness it was we figured it out but it's true it's never a dull moment like you said it's always an adventure and it just shows to for those of you out there who are dreaming someday of running an inn or doing something like this, it is a never-ending uh, – it, it's constant problem-solving. Yeah, you have to be really good at putting out fires, uh, uh, hypothetical or um, uh, metaphorical fires. You have to I don't do... think people really thought you meant, like, setting fires. <laughs> thank you. for Thank you for not letting that one slide. I appreciate that. Um, but, you know, I would, if all I had to do is cook, my job would be wonderful. But you have to be a little bit of a plumber and a little bit of a landscaper and a little bit of an electrician. Pool guy. And a pool guy <laughs> and uh, a little bit of a schmoozer. And, you know, it's so it's fun. It keeps it interesting. There's never – we were talking about that today. You're never – we're never bored. Never bored. Oh, my God. It's true. And next week's going to be um, pretty busy. We're going to go butchering with Carlo with some guests. That'll be great. And speaking of the butchering, I made um, a great, well, I say it's great, <laughs> um, short video about two and a half minutes called From Pig to Pancetta. And you can find it on video, uh, Vimeo and on YouTube. And uh, we went to our buddy Carlo and Gija's um, pig farm and I shot him butchering a bunch of pigs with Jason and thought instead of showing the whole thing uh, like because it's a lot it's yeah and it's difficult to to understand to start breaking the whole thing apart so i thought well let's just focus on one aspect and do the pancetta and i think it came out really cool and the music i love we've got all that meat and no potatoes so listen check it out and uh yeah you can find it on you can find it on our blog or on um 
on uh, YouTube. YouTube. You can subscribe to our channel. Ooh. We're putting up more videos. I'm working on a one right now for the transferring of the seedlings. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, which, my garden, oh my gosh, seedlings. When are we getting in there, and who's coming over with their tractor I'm to help t- us? I'm going to talk to Pierangelo tomorrow or so. I have to, I'm going to put another five or seven meters. I'm going to move the fence to make it bigger, because there's a vein of water that runs through the left side of my garden that the, the ground just isn't good. I'm sick of fighting with it. I'm never going to fix it. It's nature. You'll never win. So I'm going to abandon that little piece. and um, That's for the pigs if we get them someday. Anyway. Yeah, that'll be for the pigs, the pig, uh the pig mud slop area. And um, so I have to move the fence and then peer It's only the 15th of April. So true. We, we got a little bit of time. I'll have him turn the soil this week and then we'll till it the week after or 10 days later, and then we'll put it into rows. We'll be ready for, we have, a, we have another three or four weeks before we can start putting stuff in the ground. I don't trust the warm weather. The warm weather, I yes. know. It's, it, it just sucks me in being from Seattle. And I love the rain, and I love crappy weather. <laughs> but, man, now living here and really getting to have sunny, warm spring days and all summer long, it's like now I know what Jason grew up with in California, and it's nothing like the horrible full humidity of New York and it just it is it's so deceiving because I just want to I just want to lay out in the sun or be out there and start all these projects but I know and and I want to get the flowers in I stopped by the nursery this week and I was excited to start get, looking at all the flowers yeah oh speaking of flowers the um we noticed that our trees did not really our fruit trees oh, yeah. none of them really flowered this year we were talking to uh, some neighbors about it um we had a terrible infestation last year if you listen to the podcast or oh. of the gypsy moth caterpillar and if you've ever seen on tv or on the news about these areas of forest that just get devastated like, like these pockets these pockets and there was a pocket here of these caterpillars that were everywhere i mean we don't have to go into graphic detail but they ate every tree within a couple of few kilometers of us i felt like we were at the radius like we were at the heart of it we were at the heart of it and in june it looked like it was the middle of winter around here because all the trees were totally bare and this year uh our cherry tree and our uh, plum trees and our apple trees went uh never no, really no, no, the cherry they're gonna they're gonna bloom the cherry did no of- it's going to I don't know. I think so. I'm know. believing. I think those are leaves. No, I think flowers. it's gonna. Bl- I think it's gonna flower. Well, anyway, <laughs> thank you for stepping on my point. Sorry, uh, sorry. Uh, most of the other trees just went straight to leaves and had no flowers whatsoever. And it's not like they tried to flower and it froze or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So what we were told is it's such a stress on the tree that um, probably this year we won't get any fruit again. So that's kind of stinkers it is too bad and now i kick myself for having had all those plums that and we never did anything with. exactly that we processed and then i never jarred because i didn't have time that was such a waste you had like 10 kilos of plums that spoiled in the fridge because you never got yep. to them that was awesome that was awesome 10 kilos of cleaned cleaned cleaned, cleaned. <laughs> yeah well, let's clean them and just picked cleaned pitted Jeez Louise. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is a great reminder. So tell me about, like, tell the listeners about the chickens that you um, have ordered from the oh, hardware right. store. <laughs> so um, coming on Wednesday, the chickens are ready. Um, Jaden, oh, which reminds me, I have to talk about them at the end. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of our guests, um, 14-year-old Jaden, uh, cleaned out our chicken coop and got all the 
first layer of mud out, and we'll fix the purchase today. She did an awesome job. She even asked for an inspection. She did ask for an inspection. <laughs> I was like, I like this girl's style. <laughs> um, so the chickens are coming on Wednesday, and I got 15 red hens, the normal red hens. And I got five black Marcagiani. I got li- they're a little smaller, right? <laughs> they're a little smaller, and they're beautiful black. And shiny, put, yeah. They're shiny, and they weigh, lay a white egg, whereas the red oh. hens lay a brown egg. Cool. And um, I got one rooster, so we don't have any fighting roosters this year. And I got one turkey because I wanted to. Oh, my God. I, what if he's really ugly? I hope he's ugly. <laughs> oh, my God. Sometimes skinny, weird turkeys just look so bizarre. Do you think everyone's going to get along? I think if we all – I don't know. It depends on who you talk to. I think if we put them all together, they'll be – when they're babies, yeah. I think they'll, be, they'll grow up together. They'll be fine. I think if we try to introduce a turkey a month or two from now, you yeah. might have a problem. Is the turk is the turkey male or female? They that's what she was telling me at the hardware store. They when they're that small, they don't know if it's a male or a female. What do you want? What's better? I guess you'd want a male turkey because they're got the big feathers and they got the big gobblers. But I don't care. I just want a tur- I just want a turkey. I still have to post those pictures from the Agra Fair, uh, the Agra Umbria of the all the crazy hens that we saw, all that fowl because it was insane. I know we talked about it, but I can't stop thinking about those feathered feet. <laughs> What else, Jay? What else is going on? Um, right now, we are cleaning out the, oh. getting all the Ooh. pool equipment out. We're getting the tables and chairs out. We're Emptying out the whole outdoor bathroom area that we use part of it as storage. storage. Um, getting the can- underneath cantina all emptied out, and put, uh, we're getting ready to fill our wine bottles and uh, redo our vino svuso for the season. Um, what it's going to be time to scrub down the tables yep. and chairs. Let's talk about wine for two seconds because sure. we still have a few minutes. Um, vino, doc. From this area, DOC wines. What do you like? What do we usually carry? Well, normally we get, well, the Montepulciano is the house favorite, but that one's not Doc. No, but that's uh, from that's from a little tiny wine producer named Serenelli. Mm-hmm. In La Marca, in, uh, in Ancona. But everyone knows this, this Oh, my Serenelli. God, it's so it's good. Really good. <laughs> and it's a Sangiovese. And um, then we will get a Lacrima. Um, we get gorgeous Lacrima from our friends Juicy, uh, his winery um, in Lacrima di Moro di Alba. Uh, we'll get a beautiful Vordicchio um, from from um, our friends, yeah, Iniesi, um Castelli di Iesti, um at Villa Santa Mica, and I want to get God, God, you brought us last year that awesome rosé. Yeah, we've we've got somewhere. F- uh, was it Falero? I no, I can't remember because he brought it as a Sfuso, as a loose wine, and I want him to bring more of it because that was really nice in the spring, especially. We do a really good um, from Juicy. We get um, some uh, sparkling prosecco. That's like a prosecco rosé called Boloroso. Everyone loves. Oh that. my god, it's gorgeous on a hot day. It's uh-huh. really nice. It's pink champagne. <laughs> it is. It's beautiful. I love it. pink for a second. Uh Uh-huh. And I want to get, I think, a Passerina this year. Which is from further... Yeah, and that one is really good because it's really delicious with cheese. It's it's in the boat. It's, um, what do they say? It's in the boat. It's got that mouth feel, like, um, really fatty and... And and, and aromatic. uh Uh-huh. And I was also thinking about a Rosso Conoro. A nice, nice Rosso Conoro. So, Which is deeper and darker yeah. than the Montepulciano. Yeah. It's more of a beefy. Uh-huh. Excuse me on the scene. Well, so is the Lacrima. The Lacrima color is really, really dark. A little particular. A little particular. 
So that'll be fun. So um, one day here coming up, we'll have to rent a big old van and throw our demijohns in the back and drive on down south. And it's a fill her up. Fill her up. It's Just a like the gas station. Day. Yeah, we'll we'll get a few hundred liters of wine and come back and. Maybe I'll try to videotape a little of it. Oh, absolutely. That'd be fun. You should make a little video about our road trip down south. Like every stop we go in filling up. I know. That'd be fun. You should. Absolutely. All right. All right. Nice. So what do you have? What do we have coming up this week, Ashley? Um, We've got, you've got a pasta and sauces class the day after tomorrow. And what are you thinking about making for that? Uh, We'll do some wild, I mean, it's chock full of them. We're going to do ravioli stuffed with wild greens and um, something. Do you want to do ravioli or do you want to do tortelloni with a nice like spring broth? Maybe we'll do the big fat tortelloni. I know, I like that with the peas. God, that is so good. Yeah, and um, I definitely want to do something with um, artichokes. Yes, tagliatelle with artichokes. We'll do some tagliatelle with artichokes because artichoke season is here. Mm Mm-hmm. And like I said, we're going to do some butchering with um, Carlo towards the end of the week with some guests. And it's rocking and rolling. Not really, but it's starting. <laughs> did we have a Did we have a question? Oh, we already answered our we question. We answered the question. Right? Yeah. Is it, well, is, is there anything else you'd like to add, or should we uh, wrap it up and bring it home? Let's just bring it home. We got we've got to get back to that cantina and filling it. But oh I know my if God. we stop for too long, I know I'm getting comfortable. My feet are up. <laughs> We're in the breeze. I'm like I could take a nap. We ate a little bit of leftover pasta from yesterday for lunch, and then we came in here and was like, let's do our podcast it's Monday. All right, and then now it's you know. It's almost two o'clock, and it's like, oh, but, but we have to keep going because no, the, now I really do want to take a nap. <laughs> no, 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 no. We have to keep going. We still have to. Fix, I still have some things in the chicken coop to do, and I want to put. Um, redo Are you my, doing it or am I? Well, I'll redo the perches, but you have to do okay, the, the spray, the, the paella, or get it, put get the hay in there. And, mm-hmm. and I also want to get my um, clean up my herb garden because I want to throw those herbs down. That's right. That's my right. herb garden's a disaster. Mint has invaded Every everything. Year. Every of the mint takes over. All right, we digress. Bring it home. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you can find us. Well, our name is Jason and Ashley at La Tavola Marque, and you can find us at um, on our website, on our blog, um, which is Blogspot. Um, Hold on, no, no, no. You have I to... guess I'm doing it wrong. Yes. Okay, you can find us at latavolamarque.com, latavolamarque.blogspot.com, on Vimeo or Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn, any of those, at latavolamarque. And spell it? L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. All right. So from warm, beautiful Piovico, thank you so much. And we really appreciate you guys listening. Oh, that's right. I see. I almost, I told you to remember. You did. Me. Shoot. So last week, uh, last weekend, um, we had Jaden and Britcher, um, who were here with their mother on, on vacation and took a few cooking classes. And we made, we talked about pizza last week and they took a pizza class. And um, I kind of wanted to, we kind of just threw the uh, microphone in front of their face right at the end, and I wanted to see if I could get something out of them, which uh, were not too responsive on the uh, <laughs> how'd you like the pizza class question line of questioning. But they wanted to say hello to their dad, which who is uh, in uh, Afghanistan right now, and um, I'm going to throw it at the very end of this. So you guys, keep listening. You'll hear yourselves talk on the radio <laughs> or on the internet. Arrivederci. Thank you so much for listening. Ciao. All right, we have a little supplement to the podcast this week. I'm here with Jaden, who's aged 14, and Bridger, 16, that's right. All right, guys, say hello. Hey. 
Oi. Oi. You guys just finished the pizza class. We just did the pizza class, and this whole um, this whole podcast we just did is about the um, is about pizza. And um, to give a little background, these two are the ones who we were talking about on the podcast earlier this morning who we put to work. <laughs> Sharpening knives and cleaning chicken coops. How was how was how was how was the chicken poop? It smelled really bad. Well, I have to say you did a very good job. So we just did the we just did the pizza class. What what did um what did you like? What did you learn today? What was some things you didn't know? What were some things you did know? And how did you think everything came out? Um, I think some of the things I didn't know was uh, everything, and <laughs> some of the things. Well, the pizzas came out really good tasting, and we made a new pizza, dessert pizza, with cinnamon and butter. That was, which which was your creation, yes? That that was from your mother. That was my mother's creation. Okay. All right, all right. And, and um, as far as stretching out the dough, which is probably the most hard, the hardest part and the, the hardest thing to get a hold of, what were some of the things uh, that you found that were helpful or that you still felt that you didn't get a hang of? Well, what I felt that was helpful is the rolling pin. Okay. Doing the little wax on, wax off thing didn't really help for me. <laughs> and um, I think it turned out really nice. Very good, very good. And before we go, do you guys, this, you have a worldwide audience of dozens of people. Would you like wow. dozens, <laughs> dozens? Hey, we're we're not a lot, but we're very we're we're strong. So, would you like to give a shout out to anyone? Yeah, my uh, my dad, he's in Afghanistan right now, and I think he'd like to hear that we're having fun here. You don't want to say hello to your father? You talk to him all the time. Yep. Yep. Oh wow. Wow. Well, thank you guys very much. It was great to have you, and I enjoyed uh, the last couple of days we've been in the kitchen. And uh, if you want any more jobs tomorrow, let me know. We're up to it. We're up to it. All right. Very good. Thank you. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiti Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.